Welcome to Battling Books, a podcast about books and the authors behind them. I'm your host, Lily. Follow me on Twitter at BabblingLily and subscribe to this podcast to get updates when new episodes come out. Today's interview was hosted by Oblong Books and Music in Rhinebeck, New York. Oblong is an independent bookstore and a great place to find classic literature and the newest from your favorite authors. Their website is oblongbooks.com. Check it out! Today we are interviewing Carol Goodman, author of several novels such as The Seduction of Water, which won the 2003 Hammett Prize, and The Widow's House, which won the 2018 Mary Higgins Clark Award. Carol can be found on Twitter at C underscore Goodmania and on Facebook as Carol Goodman. Her website is carolgoodman.com. So here we have Carol Goodman, author of many, many books, um, very good books. One of them um, is called Blythewood, I believe. Could you talk to us about I know, your most recent story, the one I'm reading right now, which is called Blythewood? You could talk to us about that. You could talk to us about whatever you're writing right now. So, writing. <laughs> writing. Thank you, Lily. Um, well, Blythewood is a, the first in a young adult series that I actually wrote uh, a couple of years ago. Um, and it's set here in the Hudson Valley in 1911. And it's about a um, group of girls, specifically one girl who um, comes uh, from New York City. And she is there at the uh, Triangle Shirtwaist Factory on the day of the infamous fire in 1911 and she ends up um, after that coming up to Rhinebeck and going to a, um, a girls boarding school called Blythewood and that's, uh, that school turns out to be a little different than what she expected. I'll just let you know that there are some magic involved eventually <laughs> and um, some you know historical events that, that take place during the book. And that's that's Blythewood. Thank you. Um, is there anything that you're working on right now? Well, I'm always working on something. Um, I've just come out with um, an adult uh, suspense book. I've been mostly writing adult suspense books in the last couple of years. And that's what I started out as um, as an author writing suspense novels, and then I went into YA. So uh, the book that just came out is called The Night Visitors, and that's also set here in the Hudson Valley. You, you might begin to recognize a theme. A lot of my books are set in the Hudson Valley. Um, the Night Visitors is about um, a young woman and a, a 10-year-old boy who are fleeing something, and they are taking a bus into the Catskills headed towards a town that's a little bit like Woodstock. New York. Uh, so that's the that's the book that I am focused on right now. I'm working on uh, trying to figure out what the next book is in the meantime. Awesome. So um, why writing? Like what made you say like when some people when they're like very young they go I'm gonna be a writer and some people when they're like 37 go I'm gonna be a writer. So when was that I'm gonna be a writer moment? 
Well, that moment for me was when I was nine years old, and uh, my fourth grade teacher, Mrs. Dubinsky, I still remember her well, um, gave us an assignment to write a story. And back when I was in the fourth grade, that was not so common. Now it is, creative writing is often taught in the schools. Back then, it was pretty unusual. So she gave us that assignment. I wrote a story called The Adventures of the Magical Herd, in which a girl named Carol lives with a magical herd of horses. No mentions ever made of Carol's family. We don't know where <laughs> her human family is. She goes on to live with those horses for 90 more pages, um, illustrated in um, rather awkward crayon drawings. I still, I still have this today. Um, and from that time on, I knew I wanted to be a writer. Thank you. Was Carol named Carol because you were named Carol? This is unimportant, but still related. One suspects, yes, <laughs> that, yes, I, that I put myself in rather unselfconsciously um, and made myself the, uh, the heroine. The horses all really liked Carol a lot, so it was a little bit wish fulfillment. I've become a little bit more subtle in my, my writing as the years have gone on. Um, yes, there, there, there's never anyone named Carol in my books now. Thank you. You have to say hi to my no the non-existent Carol characters. Um, so, which writers did you really start writing? Re did you really read when you were either when you were nine years old that inspired Carol's Adventures of the Magical Herd, or that inspire you now when you're writing Carol's Adventures of the Magical Herd too? Okay. Um, well, that is a, a long range of, of reading, and I do read a lot. I think I started out. I was certainly reading a lot of horse horse books. Um, which uh, probably inspired the idea of, of the adventures of the magical herd, and also fantasy books, um, the Narnia books, the Tolkien books, um, other children's books that, um, that had fantasy, Wind in the Willows, etc. And um, as I, but I read really everything at, when I was a teenager. I read um, Colette, I read uh, Jane Eyre was a book I read when I was 13. So I'd say actually um, Jane Eyre at 13 is the book that really um, uh, was formative to, for me. And I think I'm still being influenced by Jane Eyre. I'm reading Jane Eyre right now and I am 13. Oh. <laughs> so um, if you were inviting like, I don't know, three writers, four writers to a dinner party, we now have a, a resurrecting device if someone's dead. Mm -hmm. So who would you invite over and why? I have always wanted to be asked that question. They asked that in the New York Times, exactly. and I thought I'd have to wait for the New York Times to ask. I'm so glad you asked it. Thank you, Lily. Um, <laughs> well, you've got good practice here. So um, Charlotte Bronte. Uh, Jane Austen, which I, we'd have to first um, get Charlotte Bronte to reconsider her opinion of Jane Austen. She famously was not impressed by her. We'd explain why that might have been a hasty opinion. Um, and for the third one, I think Colette, Sidonie Gabrielle Colette, the French author. So we'd have a, we'd need a uh, as well as a resurrection machine, a translator machine. But I'd love. Um, I love the stories of women authors and how they managed to write um, in times that did not encourage women to write and how they, they managed to find their way, um, find their voice in those times. I asked um, like Danielle Clayton the same question. She was like, oh yeah, my good friend Lee Bardugo. And I was like, 
<laughs> so you know, that was most of that that art that interview. Uh, so some people, some authors, when they're writing, they can't read like in their genre, or like they they have to read in their genre, or they read all research books. So like, what do you read when you're writing? I I've always that that idea that you can't read. Um, any particular kind of book when you were writing always horrified me and so I just ignore it completely that would be like giving up chocolate or some other thing that <laughs> I know a gas um, so I read whatever actually I do read um, when I'm thinking about something I'm going to write I often do read around it I read research um, I let me just think of something that I've done for research recently I'll, I'll come to that in a sec um, but I'll read books about the um, the area or the topic that I'm writing about. Um, I will read books that approach some of the same issues or, or even some, some of the formal um, issues in the book and uh, try to, like if somebody's, um, like if I have two narrative, two voices, um, I might want to read a book that, that does that and see how they do that. So I just read a lot and I read really whatever I want to read. Um, what is your like process in your writing? Like I met I met an author today who said I don't outline because it's like reading, it's like writing, it's like watching a movie, right, editing. Hopefully I'll edit this. Um, it's like watching a movie that I already know the ending to. Mm. So when do you outline? Do you not outline? What's your process and why? Um, so I'm not an outliner. There are the uh, the pantsers and the plotters, as they call them, the, the seat of your pants and the ones who plot things out. Um, I do, I'm actually kind of in the middle. Um, I have an idea. I usually have an image of how the book is going to end, and I will write copious notes. Um, I handwrite all my drafts um, as well. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm a dinosaur. Um, I, so I write a lot of notes while I'm thinking about the book, and then by the time um, I'm ready to write, I'll have an idea of what's going to happen, but I don't know entirely, and I find that um, I write into the book. I write to figure out what is happening to these characters and what they're going to do and how they're going to get to that end that I kind of have imagined in my head. Have you ever written other than... Um, like novels, do you read a lot? Do you write a lot of short stories? Have you written a lot of short stories, or even like plays, TV, script, other types of scripts, poetry? Mm -hmm. Like, what else do you write, and how do you do it? Okay. Um, well, I have in the past, um, at, in between that uh, nine-year-old self and um, when I started writing novels, I wrote poetry in my teen years. I won a poetry award um, in Long Island. I was a young poet of Long Island. Yes, when I was 16. Um, and then I wrote short stories a lot um, in my 20s and then again in my 30s. Um, since I've started writing novels, which I really, my f um, I'd written two books that did not get published before the one that did. Uh, since then, I don't write short stories or poetry that much or really hardly at all. The only other th form of writing I do, because um, I really, I write about a book a year so of, of novels, so <laughs> so that keeps me pretty busy. The only other thing I really write are uh, essays, nonfiction essays, about writing or about literature. So I've been writing a lot of those recently, or some of those recently. Um, but other than that, it's just fiction for me. Fun noises. All right, mm -hmm. thank you for your interview. Ah. Uh, one more question. Okay. okay.
research. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it just okay. usually like a lot of research on like what do I research? How do I research it? How do I make it not boring to research? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you research? I once asked a question in my favorite author's book, and I was like, research how? So research how? <laughs> okay, so there. I mean, there are a lot of ways uh, from reading to looking at things on the internet, but I guess the most interesting research I've done recently. Um, was that I wanted to write a book about a, um, a woman who works at a hotline, a crisis hotline. So that, and that's the book that just came out. So I went and um, volunteered and did the training at Family of Woodstock and did the 60-hour training and, um, and now work there as a volunteer. And I found when I did that, I couldn't use any of the, you could not, I couldn't use anything that I ever heard there of a personal nature but the, I was able to use the procedure and to know what it was like to work at a place like that. So I think that's a, probably the most um, interesting research I've done for a while. So it, it research takes you in many different places, and it's one of the things that I find exciting about writing, that um, with each book that you can explore a whole new world. Thank you. This was Carol Goodman. Yay. I don't know. I really feel like I should say something more official here. <laughs> enjoyed Carol Goodman's work and are looking for more haunting atmospheric mystery set in upstate New York, read Jennifer Donnelly's A Northern Light. Set in 1906, the book focuses on the murder that inspired Theodore Drazer's An American Tragedy. Maddie Goki has ambition but doubts it will ever be fulfilled. Looking for money, she takes a job at the local hotel Glenmore, where a guest asks her to burn a series of letters. When the same guest's body is discovered in a nearby lake, those same letters might be clues solving a grim murder. Again, Carol Goodman, that's C-A-R-O-L-G-O-O-D-M-A-N, is on Twitter at C underscore Goodmania and Facebook at Carol Goodman. Her website is linked in the description and it's carolgoodman.com. Subscribe to this podcast to stay up to date on the latest interviews and say hello to me on Twitter at Babbling Lily. It's B-A-B-B-L-I-N-G-L-I-L-Y. Got feedback or want an interview? Drop a message or tag me in your post at Babbling Lily. Thank you for listening to Babbling Books. I'm glad you joined me.